Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckel. I'm your host, Carter E. This is episode 37 here with my producer, Jeff Mulvihill, on the other side. As usual, Jeff, we are back in studio, if you will. And we can refer to this room as a studio, though uh, nothing about it is studio-like at least from what my definition of a studio is. It needs some improvements. Uh, yeah, but that's, you know, that's okay. It works. It definitely works, and uh, it's been a good fit for us so far. And uh, going to be a short podcast episode this week, but as I kind of teased last week, we are right on the brink of everything kicking off. Um, I know football season, everybody's first game is August 19th. Obviously, we are filming, filming this, taping this on a Monday. August 1st, so we are less than three weeks away from high school football season getting underway. Um, I do leave town here coming up uh, at, um, on the 11th, but don't worry. The podcast will still be still be rolling, um, but we will have plenty of, I guess, preview-type stuff coming here in the next couple of episodes. But since it's still been a little bit of a slow... Um, season is that you think that's a fair assessment a couple weeks i guess uh let's start with uh some just an interesting quote from aaron Rodgers about university of nevada graduate wide receiver romeo dubs who was drafted in the fourth or fifth round by the packers who obviously are in the need for a solid wide receiver after Devonte adams was signed with the raiders um Dubs has had a really nice start to camp, said Rogers, getting a lot of attention based on some of the plays he's made. Like the approach, very understated kid, very humble kid. We all feel really good about Romeo and the start he's off to. So pretty pretty solid words from the uh, two-time defending MVP for a uh, Nevada alum there. I know Cole Turner has been making some noise as well. I believe he's out in Washington, if I remember correctly. But expect those two guys to, uh, I imagine, play a pretty decent role here early on, especially, like I said, dubs for the, the Packers. I think that could be, a, could be a nice fit, honestly, given what the Packers have been able to do. And they're pretty set everywhere else from my recollection of their team. So we'll see um, what he's able to accomplish in his, his rookie season. But... I imagine the the Packers have some pretty pretty neat little plans for uh, uh, the the local grad, if you will. There. This past weekend, I was in San Francisco watching uh, the Giants. I know I kind of sneak in Giants updates at the end of every episode. Well, uh, they've been three and eight since the All Star break. They were zero and seven until I showed up, and they came back home, and then they went three and one against the Cubs, who were like twenty games under five hundred. So, not saying much. Um, a win to win. A win is a win. A couple wins definitely help, but they still should sell at the deadline. And I don't mean, like, blow it up, though. That's probably what some Giants fans want. Uh, Now, when's the deadline? Tomorrow. Okay. Uh, So tomorrow being Tuesday, 3 p.m. That uh, that could be Eastern, 3 p.m. It's Tuesday. It's tomorrow, uh, the 2nd. And baseball's funny. They're still – so they hit the trade deadline, but you could still do waiver trades post-trade deadline. They're not – as a big name though like your Juan Soto's are not going to be getting moved in the the waiver deadline after the trade deadline ends I personally think the Giants should probably uh ship off starting pitcher Carlos Rodon um he's taken his he hit his innings limit so now next year's a player option which means he's more than likely going to opt out so he can go get as much money as he can over five years which do not blame him for that. And uh, given the way this team has played, 
why would you want to stick around? So, you know, it might be worthwhile for the Giants. My ideal, ideal outcome here is they trade him to the Yankees, get him out of the NL, so you don't have to see him all the time. And the Yankees arguably have some of the best prospects in baseball right now and maybe have another guy that could could be a piece that is more major league ready at the moment. And that would go a long way for the Giants team that don't have very many uh, major league starting players when, you know, when two or three of your guys in the lineup are hitting below the Mendoza line, it's uh, which is 200 for those of you unfamiliar with the term. It's not good. It's not good. Um, but that's that's I guess my update this this past weekend. Um, like I said, not much going on uh, around here recently. I know we've got had a story in this past weekend's record courier about uh, drag boat racing, which I am I guess more familiar with now, but was severely unfamiliar with at the time. Jeff, I know you are a car guy, but have you ever experienced a drag boat race? No, I've seen unlimited hydroplane. Okay. But never a drag boat. Okay. Yeah, a fascinating topic. Uh, I didn't realize that they knocked it down from a quarter mile to a thousand feet due to safety concerns because yeah. the boats are just going so fast. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if it's more dangerous than like drag race in a car because you just seem. It's fast on the water. Yeah, and you're not like, I mean, at least you got four wheels attached to the ground, whereas a boat, you could take flight at pretty much any moment, I feel like. Where do they do that? Uh, this particular one was taking place in Missouri, but I know he's a local down in Gardnerville. Mike Schiller has been doing it for, for quite a while uh, and has been very successful at it. He said he used to used to run an auto shop down in, in Gardnerville as well, body shop, but has since taken up drag boat racing, I believe, for almost the last two decades. And wow. has been very successful with it and is, you know, <clears throat> uh, definitely seems like uh, an older competitor for the competition. It looks like a lot of younger guys, and he's going against going against all sorts of people. He was in Missouri getting his boat fixed. He said, he said the last race he was in, they came a crew, put a uh, video camera on his, on his boat. And he said, they got a great shot of his engine blowing up because he blew a head gasket. <laughs> so, um, oops, an interesting story there for sure. I know the record couriers had, had done pieces on him before too. So I know, uh, th- those folks listening down in Gardnerville and Minden have probably heard the name Mike Schiller before, at least when it comes to drag boat racing. Like I said, fascinating topic that I have learned more about now because it is not something I, I knew much about previously. Um, another, I guess, Douglas County native, though he was a Reno High School grad, Sullivan Colley has another Bellator fight coming up. Uh, those Bellator guys are really nice about reaching out to me and letting me break that news. You would think that they'd want to do that through their own brand, but hey, support local journalism, right? I'm I'm all here for that. So Sullivan Colley's got a fight coming up against a guy with quite the nickname. Uh, his first name, his name is Tyson Jeffries, but his nickname is the Antihero, which is, I guess, you know, just steer straight into the the mark. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you don't want to be a fan favorite, great. You know, sometimes that works out for for folks. Um, but Jeffries hasn't hasn't had any uh, any bouts in a while. He's been out since 2018, and his last two bouts in 2017 and 2018, he got knocked out. So Sullivan Colley being at at three and zero with uh, three first round knockouts seems to be setting up for that's a, MMA type thing. Another one, correct? Bellator. They may not technically agree with this particular assessment, but I would say they are basically the MMA level below the UFC. Um, there are a lot of promotions below the UFC, but I would, from what I understand about Bellator is they have 
the most guys who go from Bellator to the UFC and vice versa. Um, if they're coming out of the UFC and trying to maintain or continue a, a career there. But as I said, Collie three and zero with three first round stoppages. Uh, his last fight was in January. Um, he is a Reno high grad. As I said, he will be in Sioux Falls, South Dakota for this fight uh, coming up on August 12th in Bellator 284. That is something that can be found on Bellator's YouTube page um, per the guys out there. So definitely something to keep in mind, though. May not be a very long fight, so make sure you're you're up on start times. I will add that. I know I have another another piece coming out with him. I got an interview set up with him uh, tomorrow. Like I said, being Tuesday, so that should be should be a good one. Um, and look forward to that in this upcoming weekend's newspaper. Um, otherwise, you know, I don't think I have a whole lot, Jeff, at the moment. Anything else you want to want to add? Anything else? No, uh, we are just right on the brink, like you mentioned. With high school sports, I shot the football team this morning, so we are getting rolling, and every team is, uh, I believe, tryouts for soccer start this weekend. I know Carson's, Carson Girls is Saturday, uh, Carson Boys is close behind, and then we're starting scrimmages and volleyballs soon to follow. Yeah, and I know I've seen uh, Douglas High soccer, girls soccer coach Andrew Rebels really promote their uh, preseason tournament. They are going to have a bunch of teams coming up from Las Vegas. Um, some of the bigger names too: Coronado, Bishop Gorman, etc. Um, out at Douglas for that preseason tournament, which is the August nineteenth and the twentieth, I believe. Which unfortunately I will not be in town for, but will still be a fun. We'll get Ron venue out to that for sure. And uh, yeah, I think otherwise, you know, short and sweet episode here for episode thirty-seven, but. As we said, don't don't go anywhere. Don't leave us yet because we've got a whole bunch coming, and I know we'll start cranking out some more interviews with coaches as this season starts coming up. And you know, I think uh, I think it's time to get some players on here too, and we'll see how that goes. And uh, maybe we'll get uh, maybe we'll mix up the intro. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We've had discussions. We'll. Uh, I'm just teasing everything right now. It's it's like I said. It's a it's a short week for content. Um, <laughs> if. If it's even worth mentioning, uh, the NFL announced this morning that Deshaun Watson got suspended for six games. I'm going to claim ignorance on this one. Just don't expect the NFL to be your moral authority. That's really just, they're not. I can't recall that ever being something no, I would have No, they tend to do this where they just don't make it seem like they really care about anything else other than the bottom line, which is dollars. And yeah, I'll, I'll just stop there. It's not worth talking about. You can read all about it in national news headlines. I'm not going to say anything new that that is there. It's just sad that this is the way we handle things in this world sometimes. But on that note, <laughs> that's going to do it for episode 37. Thank you again to today's title sponsor, Double J Auto NV in Gardnerville. You can check them out at www.doublejautonv.com. Thank you again to my producer, Jeff Mulvihill. You can find his work online at www.instaimage.com. And if you got any suggestions for the show, feel free to hit my inbox. You can find me on Twitter at Carter Eckel, E-C-K-L, or you can email me at C-E-C-K-L at NevadaAppeal.com or at RecordCourier.com. As I've said before, they go to the same place. But thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Take it easy.